on today's episode of drunk dudes talking wrestling we're back after a slight hiatus where joe and i went to scottsdale for a bachelor party for the waste management open i'll give a i'll give a small recap uh joe's not here which is the reason i'm gonna do a small recap he forgot we were recording on a friday again uh because chad's got some schedule things going on and yeah so he's not here uh i kind of want to wait for him to get back to fully recap the bachelor party but we'll see um we've had a lot happen in the last two weeks um we're not going to go too heavy into the news because there's a lot to cover but we've got nxt vengeance day beer ratings from gosh what was that pro bowl weekend uh yeah and my microphone just uh took a shit on me again so that's great uh so computer microphone it is another episode for me on the computer microphone i need to figure this out i need to figure out my life with this microphone and my laptop this is bullshit um joe and chad went to another vcw show i think also on pro bowl weekend and well so we'll recap that we had the wrestlemania kickoff press conference thing and i don't know i I, i'm i'll say double weekly recap but in reality all we really have to talk about is last week's i know chad's got his three best things from the last two weeks of nxt which i will i mean we we, we could talk about the big stuff from two weeks ago but most of it has already been followed up on in uh on this past week so as always you can follow us on social media at ddt wrestle pod chad you ready to go? Yeah. Oh, let's go. episode 138 the drunk dudes talking wrestling i'm dylan i'm joined by chad joe is out this week uh he had to take two consecutive weeks off uh he forgot we were recording on friday and made plans classic joe valentine's day plans though you gotta support him on that (laughs) valentine's day was two days ago (laughs) he works man i understand it yeah he works hard he's a working man yeah yeah i am too I just don't work hard. You don't work. You don't work hard. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent the last two days of work. I I probably did actual work for three, maybe four hours. <laughs> and I'm I'm not even I'm 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 slightly ashamed to say this, but I don't care because it's addicting as shit. I uh I downloaded one of those um color by number apps and just I <laughs> just. Jesus Christ! I've just been doing endless amounts of color by numbers on my phone, and uh, 
last night was the first time and I can't even remember how long that I let my phone die because they just drained my battery. Jesus H Christ. I'm yeah. glad you're getting paid for this. Um, oh, I'm working 10 hours a day, gone from the house over 12 hours a day. Those 10 hour shifts I'm standing like watch the entire 10 hours. Look, dude, you could just get out of the Navy. You're right. But I'm so close to that retirement. So how far are you? Eight years away. That's not even close. <laughs> that was the joke. You're over halfway, but Jesus, um, yeah, feels so far away. You can't yeah. retire until early the early 2030s. I know. We're not even through the 2020s. Thanks, man, for reminding me. I'm just trying to convince you. <sighs> what what happens first? Chad Chad gets out of the Navy, or this podcast stops? Oh, this podcast is never ending. So. Yeah, but I heard 20s for quitters. You doing 30? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> I'm getting out of the Navy as close to 20 as possible. But uh, shall we get into it? You want to start with what do you want to start with? I don't care. Say something and I'll, let's, I'll tag along. Let's start with the I'll go through the VCW show. So uh, what was it? A Saturday night. Pro Bowl weekend, Saturday night. Uh, me and uh, Joe and my buddy from... Uh, my last command, Evan, Evan Demi. I don't know if you remember him. I do. Uh, went out uh, and we went to VCW show. Well, first me and Evan went over to Elation Brewing in Virginia, BR in Norfolk, Virginia. And I want to shout out Elation Brewing because one, Hazy IPA was on point. But two, they had a hot honey pizza that was to die for. I love hot honey pizzas. I saw that. I, what what national chain is doing that? Pizza right Will Hut. Is doing a hot honey pizza. What, what did you say? Pizza Wahut? Yeah, that's the commercial for the hot honey pizza. They go pizza Wahut. Oh. But I don't think I've ever actually listened to the commercial. I've just seen the hot honey pizza yeah. and it looks fucking awesome. And I was like, man, what a good idea. Yeah, I didn't know I, it's a big thing. Oh, yeah. It's getting very popular all over the place. But Elation Brewing, Virginia, North Virginia, awesome. Pizza was great. Uh, and then we went over to the Norfolk Masonic Temple, where the Freemasons do cult things. Uh, and we watched <laughs> the VCW show. Uh, a couple this, highlights. This was, the, this was the EC3 show, right? This was the EC3 show. So uh, we started the show, a couple local matches. Uh, but like the, the culminating match right before intermission was our boy, Brandon Scott. Brandon Scott. Fighting for the VCW Liberty Championship, which is like their mid-card title over there. Uh, very beautiful belt um, against Sal Esparza. Uh, I hated yeah. Sal Esparza. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, who could ever forget? Uh, <laughs> but Brandon Scott won the belt. Uh, and Oh, Brandon Scott. Let me tell you straight up, me and Joe lost it uh, during that match. Is he the very involved? Oh, he's yeah, he's super face right now. Okay. But uh, after that, they did intermission and uh, all the VCW wrestlers always come out and man like tables and stuff like that and get to like say hi to the fans. You can buy some merch if they have anything. Then they always have like the guest person in the corner uh, who is EC3 and you can go over and you can pay for like autographs or you can pay for pictures with EC3 or hold the big gold belt, the NWA championship, which is one of the prettiest belts in all of wrestling, if not the prettiest belt. I love the NWA. It's still the same design, right? It's yeah, like still. It, I know. Okay. 10, yeah. 10 pounds of gold is still what it's always looked like. Did you? Um, I did not go over to EC3. Uh, there was too long of a fucking line and I didn't care yeah. enough. 
But um, no line at Brandon Scott. There was a, there was no real line at Brandon Scott. So me and uh, Joe yeah. went over. We had a long conversation with Brandon Scott. Uh, we got some pictures. We posted it to our our X page. Um, yeah. with a he got he let us hold the belt. Nice. So we got to hold the the VCW Liberty Championship. Uh, actually, weighed way more than I thought it would. It was pretty heavy of a belt. It's very pretty. But uh, Brandon Scott was wearing a Rock T-shirt, and that was the day after um, the, the 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 first Cody Rock match, the one we talked about last time we recorded. Yeah. The Cody the Cody Rock uh segment. Um, and we were like, bro, you can't wear that shirt like that today of all days. And he was like. And we, I think we set him on a tangent because for the next like 10 minutes, he just went on and on about how he thought that it was the right call. Uh, and if you finish the story, no one will care anymore. And so we kind of we we disagreed. Um, if they would have just finished the story last year, we could have Rock Roman this year. For and no one would be title. mad. No one would be mad. But um, it's OK. We'll get to that in our weekly recap. But um we might get to it here pretty soon because I want to do the press conference in the news segment. All right. Well, we'll get to it here soon. But um, straight up, uh, just had like a 10 minute conversation, told him all about how I have tickets to WrestleMania, said he was pretty jealous and said that uh, we at one point we talked about Matt Cardona because we he remembered us from the first time. Yeah, we were at one of those shows. He remembered me like getting up in his face okay. um, during the show. And I asked him if he remembered that uh, he remembered it. He said that. He, he's known Matt Cardona for years because he's, he's been all over the indie scene. Right. Um, he said he's known Matt Cardona for years. And he said that when Matt Cardona came here, Matt Cardona was never used to being a face. He said that since he's been the indie god, Deathmatch King, he's a heel everywhere. When he came to VCW, they put him up against Brandon Scott because Brandon Scott knew him. And at that time, Brandon Scott was uber heel in VCW. Yeah. So Matt Cardona had no idea how to be a face. He hadn't been a face in years and he had to like relearn how to be a face for one night. I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) It's been so long since I've done this. Hopefully I can figure it out. It was a great time. It was, I really enjoyed talking to him. Cool guy, Brandon Scott. Um, Shout out. And then the main event, we got to see EC3 wrestle. We got to see the big gold belt up close and personal. Was the title, was the main event for the, NWA. It was for the NWA World Championship, yeah. It was for the big uh, 10 pounds of gold. And the boar was his opponent. And, you know, me and Joe just hate the boar. Hate the boar. Stupid gimmick. Bad mask. Looks kind of like a... In the words of Emmy Demi, it kind of looks like a, a gimp mask with tusks on the front. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. But it's okay because EC3 won. EC3 uh, maintained the big gold belt. 10 pounds of gold. Um, it was a good time. Uh, we're, we got tickets again in March, uh, uh, up in Hampton to go see them. That's the one where Teddy Long's going to make an appearance. Oh boy. So we get to see EC3, Teddy Long, and then they reannounced that Matt Cardona's coming back in like June. Ooh. So we to go see Matt Cardona again. Is that like late June? I don't know what, I don't remember what date they said. Cause Joe's wedding is in June. I don't know what, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd be able to go to that. Uh, well, shit. I I really want to go to one of these eventually, and I hope you guys are in Virginia for a while so that I can eventually go to one. I just know it's going to be a while. Maybe we can meet up for one of their Alexandria shows because they do Alexandria shows a couple times a year. Yeah, maybe we can meet up. That'd be fun. Yeah, if you guys can get out of the house for a night, you guys could just stay with me. Alexandria is like an hour away. That's not too bad. 
So, um, so we had that. And then, uh, last weekend, Joe and I went to Scottsdale for Dewey's bachelor party. Dewey, who has been on the show a few times. Uh, it's been a really long time since he was on the show. He does not listen to the show, so he won't hear any of this. Um, cause he's n- not really a wrestling fan anymore. Uh, never really was, but we went out there for the waste management open. Um, we went on Saturday and I, did you see any of the headlines from the waste management? Is this the one where like the fans got really rowdy? It is the one where the fans get rowdy every year. And this year it was disgusting. Um, so it rained, it rained on Thursday, really bad Friday. It was sunny and we went on Saturday so you have to get up at we our Ubers came and picked us up at four thirty in the morning to get there oh, to stand in God. line. Yeah, we had an go early to watch golf to go and get fucked up. That's the whole drink point. excessively and watch golf. It's it's like it's like a twenty thousand person stadium seating sort of deal, and everyone just gets fucked up. And it's a great time. You like heckle every, all the golfers and stuff. And it's like, it's, it's like welcomed at this course, like at this event, it's like, and, and mostly it's welcomed at the 16th hole, which is where we were. Um, so yeah, we had to get there. We, we ended up getting dropped off. It was like a little bit before five. And then you have to do this thing. You have to do this thing called the running of the bros. It's like a, and then this, this was the most embarrassing part about last weekend. So the way that they worked it this year, and I think it's different from how it's been in the past, but um, they don't even open like the gates to get to the, like there's a gate to get to the gate. So that's where we were standing at the beginning. Uh, Those gates opened at like, I don't know, six, maybe, maybe a little bit before six. And then that was like a, I don't know, quarter mile run to the gate to the, like the actual gate. Well, they, then like after like three or 400 people made it to like the actual gate, they like stopped letting people run and they like split us up into two groups because there's so many people. I think they've had people like get trampled in the past and things like that. So we were like, this is golf. Yeah. (laughs) What? We we were like front of the line in this second wave of people. Like the security people were like, yeah, there's only like a couple hundred people in front of you. The grandstands fit like a little over 2000 people. You guys will be fine. You'll get in there. Just run. You have to run like three quarters of a mile to get to the 16th hole. And I was like, well, as long as I don't get passed by like, I don't know, 1600 people, I'll make it in just fine. Well, the whole time that we're standing. So then they, they, they don't let you start running until like seven 30. The whole time we're standing there, we're like, when are they going to scan our tickets? Like we bought tickets for like general admission tickets and they never scanned our tickets. And it turns out during this entire, like during, especially during Saturday, they were way over capacity because people, I think people found out that they weren't scanning tickets and there was, they were way over capacity. So if the 16th hole, like the fire marshal, like shut everything down and like, wouldn't let people in, even though where we where our entire group was sitting, there was like open seats all around us. Well, I'm so fucking fat and slow. And I made a wrong turn that I had to stand in line for like four fucking hours just to wait to get in to stand with the rest of my group. And it was it was almost it was like a nightmare scenario. 
It was awful. Jesus Christ. I did, eventually, I did eventually get in. It was a lot of fun. And then they shut down alcohol sales for the like the entire rest of the day on the entire golf course because there was too many people. People were getting too crazy. Yeah, I saw the, the headlines on ESPN about this specific re- golf event where it got too crazy and there was a lot of backlash from like the golfers were mad apparently there were some clips that went viral zach johnson went viral about people chirping him about being the Ryder cup captain and there was another guy who chirped at, i forget i think billy horschel uh chirped at somebody while somebody was talking in another guy's backswing it's like dude you're like it's it's the waste management open like shut the fuck up and just go out there like like i shut up and swing your club shut up and hit the ball shut up and dribble sort of thing <laughs> like Oh man, it was. It was. I didn't realize this shit happened at golf. I just thought everyone sat there quietly, waited for the ball to get hit, and then golf clapped. It's just this event. Oh my god! But yeah, it was kind of a nightmare. But it all could have been avoided if they would have just scanned fucking tickets. It was bullshit. I ended up having to stand in line for four and a half hours because they didn't scan any fucking tickets, and I'm fat and slow. (laughs) It was all. It was. It also it's embarrassing because it was like a three quarter of a mile run. Like Joe was like one of the first hundred people in the stadium because he's been running all the time. Yeah, he's training for a half a half marathon. So we got a SmackDown on. Oh, my gosh, it's 801 SmackDown starting. They just said together. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Turning it on now. Why did we got a big SmackDown ahead of us, dude? We got The Rock and Roman Reigns are here. But yeah. speaking of the Rock and Roman Reigns, you want to get into this WrestleMania kickoff show? That's what I was about to say. We should get into that before SmackDown starts. So a um, couple comments at the very beginning of WrestleMania kickoff show. Um, Big E comments. I got some quotes here from a couple people. Uh, Big E says, I'm just here so Punk doesn't get fired. Uh, and then said, Fine. look, man, you have a questionable past. Yeah, <laughs> that, one, that was the only one I took note of. But there was a lot of funny shit. <laughs> Um, hey, Pat calls it the WWF at one point and gets blurred. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he says WWF on accident and he gets uh blurred out by the the peak by Peacock. Oh boy. Um, Big E mentions John Huber and how much C- Cody Rhodes did for the Brody Lee family. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool, and that's why he said he should be the People's Champ. Have you noticed that they've been saying like they've mentioned um active wrestlers in AEW like. I wouldn't say a lot, but like just at all recently. They're doing more of it than the and then AEW is doing. AEW has like shut down mention of the other company. Yeah. They and know. it feels like WWE is way more willing to talk about every other company nowadays. They don't give a shit anymore. AEW. Why would they? So like AEW's fucked. AEW's falling apart at the seams. And we can talk more about that when we get to dynamite, but like AEW's just not being competitive right now. It's it's bad. But yeah, so great opening segment. We got Big E on commentary. We got CM Punk out there. Pat McAfee. They announced WWE Speed. Are you excited for this? Uh, no. No. I, okay. It'll be, Same. It'll be one of those things that they announce, and it'll it'll do terrible numbers, and it'll be gone within months. I think. I think they, there are people that will thrive on it. I think the idea is it's a it's a it's a valid idea to try and take advantage of. It's it's almost like YouTube Shorts. Like yeah, you, it's like an, another mo- social media stream for them to put people's faces on and get people seen. I think they could use this really well to s- display NXT talent they want to move up. 
like an Axiom or a Nathan Frazier are going to excel on WWE speed. I just wonder, like, when, like, when are they filming these matches? Like, I'm sure it'll be like main event. Like, is it going to be like a condensed version of like main event matches? Is it, or or is it going to be main event matches, or is it going to be a condensed version of, um, TV matches that like the overall TV time is less than five minutes because they're supposed to be less than five minute matches. They're supposed to be new. They're supposed to be fresh matches. They're not supposed to be like matches you see somewhere else. Okay. Well. So I'm assuming it's like main event where they film it before the show or something like that, and then they just air it on X. Yeah, I mean, but we'll uh, I think the like I said, the idea is good. I just don't think it's gonna work. Yeah, I'm not like overly stoked about it. I think every now and then there might be something worth watching on there, but I'm not gonna like go on my way for this five minutes. Yeah, I was trying to think of an example of something they've done like this before, and it just like fell apart. I mean, this seems very similar to like. It might be like main event where it like it lasts, but like no one watches it, you know? I think they would get rid of it though if no one's watching it. If you're not making money on it. I mean, do they make money on main event? That shit still goes on. Probably not. That's a good point. Um Bianca Belair comes out, says she's definitely going to still be at Mania, even though she doesn't have like a path there yet. She's in the elimination chamber. She is in the chamber, right? But Rhea's one in that chamber. That's Rhea's not in the chamber. Oh, sorry. Becky. Uh, Becky's one in the chamber. It's it's without a doubt. Yeah, I think Bianca's Mania match is going to get made inside the chamber. I just don't know what it yeah. is. Because Here's of- what I'm thinking. Apparently, Jade is not. Whoever wins the Battle Royale, which I, I really hope it's Jade, the Battle Royale for last spot in the Elimination Jade, Chamber. Jade is-, is reportedly not wrestling at Elimination Chamber. I think that was Meltzer, though. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can trust anything he's been saying recently. You said but a lot. <laughs> maybe the after Elimination Chamber, they set up Jade and Bianca. Jade's questionably going to one show or the other. We don't know yet. So, yeah, that I mean, that's the match I would want to see Bianca. That's the match everyone wants. To the, see. the best that that's the best non-title situation for Bianca. Yeah, the only problem I have with that match is I don't know who wins. Bianca yeah. has a streak of WrestleMania wins. Bianca. That can you can Jade afford to lose that match in her first one-on-one match? Yeah. She's she's already 0 and 1. She's 0 and 1 for the Royal Rumble. 29 people go 0 and 1 in the Royal Rumble. That doesn't count. If this is the one, this is a singles match. Right. Can you really tell me Jade's top level after what she did in the Royal Rumble, but then lose her fucking. Just, I think if they played it up as the fact that like she's a rookie and uh, they play it like face face, there's a lot of respect. I don't think it would hurt her at all. I kind of want Jade to win. I don't think she would, though. I, I want to see Bianca go on the women's Undertaker streak. Uh, uh, other things. Uh, Rhea Ripley came out, talked about her title. Becky interrupts, says, uh, Mommy's going to learn what it's like to be a bottom because that's what happens when the man comes around. Exact <laughs> <Missionary>. quote. <laughs> Motherfucking missionary. Let's go. Yeah, that's just too good. Um, <laughs> Becky Lynch killed this. There were some zingers on the. I think Cody had the best zinger, but that was very close. Well, speaking of Cody, I think the main thing, reason why we're talking about this whole thing is the finale of the kickoff show. So you had Rollins come out, say he wants to make a main event, thinking that Cody's going to pick him. And Roman Reigns interrupts. Rollins says, uh, glad to see you showed up for work. Yeah. And then Roman responds with, look at this guy. He showed up in his wife's shoes. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, but Roman basically comes out and says, since Cody can't make up his fucking mind, Cody is going to uh Roman's gonna make up his mind for him, and Roman chooses the rock. The rock comes out. We get ourselves the bloodline picture. The whole picture. Every single member of the bloodline. I wish they had zoomed in on that better. I uh I think it's cool because there's a lot of stuff on that picture that were definitely not WWE people. They were comprehensive. Like, like, um, there's Jacob Fatu, Lance Anoy. Um, yeah. But it had everyone's real name and then like below them in like a parentheses what their wrestling name is. Umaga, Rosie, Yukozuna, Ava, the Pebble. Yeah. I just want to point out our truth is on SmackDown for some reason. <laughs> well, Dominic Mysterio's here. And also you're ahead of me because I don't see our truth yet. Oh yeah, duh. I keep forgetting about the like I, after watching Raw this week, which we'll get to. But <laughs> oh, our truth here. Truth Don't is... put Dominic Mysterio in this fucking rumble. I mean, the elimination chamber, please. The only reason that I can think that they would do it is if KO is still hurt. But he's wrestling this match. I know, but like too hurt to be in a chamber match. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but yeah, continue. Okay, yeah. So the Rock comes down, says that they're gonna fight. Um, the Rock and Roman is going to be the main event in WrestleMania. They have the pictures like behind them on either side of the the thing of the Bloodline thing, where they have like a main event of WrestleMania kind of build pictures already up there, and they say that they're going to fight um, for pride and honor of their family Bloodline. Blah blah blah. Uh, Rock puts a zinger out there where he says this picture clearly shows that there is only one true royal family in wrestling. Yep, uh, which was awesome like heel heat right there and after the the pat mcafee show from earlier that day like the heel heat is just so real the crowds on fire against him they don't want rocky at all and then when they like shake hands for their main event match that they're talking about cody comes down says this is bullshit yeah this is bullshit um you don't get to make the fucking decisions i earned that right because i won the royal rumble and fucking cody rhodes makes it official and picks Roman Reigns to main event WrestleMania 40 where we're going to be to finish the story. What was that? What, what was, did you write down the quote? I don't have it written down, but it was like the one that Cody finished with like, um, Cody said that either of you, like the two of you haven't been doing any cooking. Um, Oh, uh, fucking roasted them. No, I don't remember the the I don't remember quote. Remember the exact quote, but he. I do remember the quote where he said at the end of his his speech, right before he got slapped by the Rock after making it official, where he said, "If your ancestors could see you, if your grandfather could see you, and he said this to Roman Reigns only. Yeah. If your grandfather could see you now, he'd, he'd be, be in, he'd be ashamed of you." And that's when the Rock took over and said, "Like you talk about his family, you're talking about my family." And they got like a little heated. And The Rock slaps Cody across the face. So here's the big question coming out of this, which apparently we're supposed to get an answer tonight. Obviously, we're getting Rock Cody. Are we getting a tag team match night one? That's the rumor I'm hearing is like going to be announced at Elimination Chamber. Oh, like the match will be at Elimination Chamber? No, not that the match will be at Elimination Chamber, but the match will be announced during the Grayson Waller effect where Cody and Seth are at elimination chamber that tonight we're going to get billed to it and that at elimination chamber during the Grayson Waller effect is where Cody and Seth issue the challenge for night one 
and we'll get night one tag team match, night two singles matches for the titles. Because here's the here's the thing that makes the most sense for that. Seth is hurt. He could he will be able to wrestle, but a tag team match is a lot safer for him than a singles match. Well, I mean he's doing a he's doing a match on night two for his belt too. Would you think so? Yeah, no, they already said that the winner of the elimination chamber gets Seth Rollins. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> and I've heard rumor on the internet that that's not going to be a singles match. That that is trending to a triple threat match. The uh, Drew and Sammy. Drew Sammy triple threat match is is apparently the internet rumor of backstage plans. Which if we get Sammy Mania and Cody Mania, boy, count dude. me in, dude. Babyface heel push. I mean, babyface pushes on if, WrestleMania. If we, get, if we get those two things to happen, especially in one night, and the night before we get to see The Rock and Roman Reigns versus Seth and Cody. Not to mention Bailey winning the title. Not to mention Rhea Becky versus Becky. Rhea. Maybe Bianca Jade. Like I don't, I don't think we're getting the Uso fight anymore. But maybe I, no. I just, but I I think Uso. I think Jay's gonna be in something with the Intercontinental title. Well, aren't him and Gunther facing off? They're facing off this week. Yeah. But there's still build time for maybe Jay versus Jimmy, though. It might deal around what happens at Elimination Chamber. Yeah, maybe Jimmy costs Jay the match or something. I don't know. They didn't do anything, like, at the Rumble. That's the thing. They came out. I thought Jay threw Jimmy out. Yeah, they came out one and two, but, like, nothing's came out about. Like, usually when – usually if you're going to build off of the Rumble, like, I always think back to Michaels and Angle in 05 which led to an incredible WrestleMania match at Mania 20, yeah. where Michaels threw Angle out, I think, and Angle came back later in the match. And threw Michaels out. And threw Michaels out. Like, yeah. I was expecting something like that, like, there to be, like, obviously we're heading in this direction coming out of the Rumble. But I don't know. I think there's still time. It's up there's a the lot air. of Roman stuff left between now and WrestleMania where Roman could do something and Jay comes to, like, Cody's defense. Yeah. And then Jimmy gets involved, and when Jay and Jimmy sh- uh, square off, honestly, I'd kind of rather see Jay versus fucking Solo in that scenario, though, because I think that'd be a better match. Because I think Jimmy, of all the members of this family, is the worst. Yeah, but st- like that's, I don't know. Jimmy Not- and Jay is the money match. Like, also remember, we we're probably getting LA Knight versus fucking Logan Paul, AJ Styles. Oh yeah, fuck. What's Logan Paul doing? I don't know yet, but like Logan Paul at some point has to get a match named, and who knows who we're gonna put with Logan Paul. Probably that's gonna be in, fire. He's probably gonna face someone in the elimination that he's in the chamber match with. Otis. Orton. What about an Orton versus Logan Paul match? No, he needs to do something with somebody flippy dippy. Flippy dippy. I don't know. Imagine Logan Paul going to do like the the buckshot lariat into a fucking RKO, dude. Oh my god. That'd be fucking fire. <laughs> We'd be there to see it. Ugh. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting fully torqued just thinking about it. Yeah, that kickoff show, uh, like 300 million views already on that thing. They had about 3,000 people show up for it. It was free. The it was free. Really, Wrestle, it was that. Super Bowl weekend in same place as Super Bowl in Las Vegas. They opened the doors. T-Mobile Arena said it was free. They had about 3,000 people come out to see it. It looked like more from the stadium, but yeah. um, they've got 300 million views on this thing since it's aired across social media platforms. So, like, huge it must, build. It and, was must-see TV. I remember you guys texting me the night of it, and uh, 
I remember you were like pissed about it until Cody came out. Yeah, I mean, trust me, you should have seen my face when I saw Cody come out and then say he's picking Roman Reigns. And then don't forget, like the most maybe like the most important part of this whole thing is after the thing ended, there's a clip of Rock backstage telling Triple H to fix it. That guy talks shit about his family one more time. You need to go fix it. And I'm like, bro, there's more to this. There's stuff definitely happening. I wish Triple H could fight because that would be that'd be cool if Triple H and Rock just had like one last. Yeah, I mean, Robert, there's no after, way after Monday, Triple H is definitely not fixing it. Oh, no. After Smackdown. No, it was, it was Monday. Was it Monday Night Raw? I think I thought uh, it was Smackdown last week where he came out and started Smackdown by saying uh, you don't get to. T- yeah, it was the day after the kickoff show on the Friday of Smackdown oh, yeah, it was, where he starts Friday. it off and says, you don't get to make the decisions around here. I do. And it doesn't matter what you think. Yeah, he said it doesn't matter. He said some people need to ro- know their role. That was good um yeah i mean i this is like is this already one of the best mania main event builds like ever i mean i think we're gonna get one of the best wrestlemania builds across everything just look at all the matches that we're already saying are happening we haven't gotten any of like the mid card figured out at all yeah we're just looking at title matches for the main titles and saying this is what's definitely happening Plus you'll, be at, getting. plus, you'll be at SmackDown the night before to see the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Oh, thank God. We'll see somebody. What's a, who's a mid-carder that's going to win that thing? Um, uh, sub. No, R-Truth. Sub Mysterio, R-Truth. Yeah, those are I'm great names. I'm looking at my TV. <laughs> Someone like TV? that's going to win a fucking Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal with me and me there. Yay. <laughs> Just what I spent the money on. Oh, shit. All right. Speaking uh, of things I am excited for that weekend, though, uh, NXT Stand Deliver, yeah. which I think we had a ton of build for this past or two weekends ago when we saw NXT Vengeance Day. Yeah, let's get into that. I had some other stuff uh, bookmarked, but there was way too much other bigger news to talk about. Uh, yeah. Let's get into that. Do you have signs? I have one. I sign. have three signs, but they're all related to Rock and Cody which were just abundant across the whole arena. Yeah. My one sign just said Joe's mom and Joe's not here. <laughs> Shit. I didn't I see that. Maybe, I thought maybe it was you in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Always talking shit about Cody's mom or Joe's mom. <laughs> um, yeah. A lot of rock and Cody rock screwed Cody. We want Cody. Cody yeah. is the people's champ. Stuff like that. So like this was before the kickoff show. This was the Saturday before. Yeah. Or Sunday before, Sunday before. It was the night after The Rock came back, and Cody gave him the... Two days after. It was Sunday night. Oh, it was Sunday? Because I went VCW on Saturday night, and it was was Sunday night. True. Because NXT is still stupid and does Sunday night pay-per-views. Yeah, for some reason. Um, All right. My first note says uh, Wade Barrett's on commentary, which was weird. Yeah, he did a one-night thing. I'll talk about that during my weekly recap of NXT, but he's not permanent. Okay. That was just a one-night thing. Oh, did you um, see Kevin Patrick got a job? Yeah, he got a Major League Soccer yeah. show that he's going to host. One door closes, another opens. Good for Kevin Patrick. Yeah, good for him. Oh, Kevin Owens won. Yay. Kevin Owens, Elimination Chamber. Yep. Breaking. They are literally just picking the six biggest people that don't have anything else to do for this pay-per-view and putting them I in the love, elimination chamber. I love when they do this. So who do we have now? Um, they're about to pull Bobby, up. Kevin, Randy, and Drew. And LA Knight. And LA Knight. So, so we're only one spot left. 
one spot left. It's Logan or the Miz. It's going to be Logan Paul. It's Logan Paul, obviously. It has to be. It has to be, and that's going to be awesome. He's going to go off the top of a fucking pod or maybe fly off the ceiling. He's going to pull some John Morrison shit. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, All right, let's get into the first match. It was the Dusty Cup final. We had the, the Wolf Dogs, or should I say... Hold on. I think I, I, I saw something on Twitter. Here we go. I saw something today. Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker have continued to impress officials, and there have been some discussions of Corbin joining Breaker on the main roster once his call-up is finalized. Just wait, just wait, Chad, because I don't think you're going to like the last sentence, which is what I'm about to read. Officials have discussed changing their team name to Spear of Days. Oh, that's not terrible. It's not as good as War Dogs. Wolf Dogs. Wolf Dogs, sorry. It's not as good as Wolf Dogs, but like not at all. It's good. It's good. Lux, it's, I don't think I don't think it's yeah, it's nowhere near as good as Wolf Dogs, and they should not change that. But if they bring them up together, I'd be stoked. Because this tag team, I it's my number one thing on NXT. I'm just gonna warn you ahead of time of what happens on NXT, but it's my number one thing Send for it. NXT. Let's just go over and out. They win the tag team titles this past week on, on NXT. They are the tag team champions. I should have known that by the, the screenshot I took, uh, and it's of them holding up the titles, and I didn't even notice. Yeah, they won the tag team titles on Wednesday. My number one thing from the last two weeks in NXT after this pay-per-view. Fuck yeah. They're the tag champs on NXT. And it, you could just tell Baron Corbin was like, emotional about it. He hasn't won a belt in six years. You know, he's. I felt like, and multiple times felt like he wasn't, ever going to do anything in the company but like be a jobber uh which is where he's felt out so many times is baron corbin and i and i say this because the guy i'm comparing him to who's a who's a guy in the attitude era or the um ruthless aggression era that was always doing dumb shit but it always seemed like they would do whatever the wwe would tell them to do oh i don't know is baron snow I was thinking more like main main guy, not not mid Carter, uh, but because Baron Corbin's tasted the main event. Yeah, um, he's he's been the main event before. Yeah, but is Baron Corbin this generation's Big Show? Oh, and I hope not. Big Show won world titles, and um, Baron Corbin hasn't, um, which is frustrating. Because all all I want in my life at one point before Baron Corbin goes away is Baron Corbin is a a, a main card champion. But I mean, I understand the comparison. I'm just, I'm just so stoked to see him with belt again. It, you could tell he was emotional about it. I mean, you could tell that he was really excited for it. The match was awesome at the Vengeance Day, though. It was Trick and Mellow versus Braun and Baron. Braun does this new thing where he like flips them in the air and does a cutter. I think I talked about that last time we recorded, or maybe the time before that. Oh, it's about to be Tiffy time. Ooh, Tiffy time. Awesome. Tiff, she's Tiff. definitely winning this match Tiff versus Alina. Yeah, Tiffy's getting a huge push. Quick, yeah, I mean, she's a t- she's talented enough for it, so oh. it's worth it. Bianca and Tiffany Stratton. Oh yeah, I'll watch that mania all day. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's fine. Bianca definitely should win that one. Like yeah. Tiffany's not ready to beat Bianca. How do we not think of that? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, we're just missing these opportunities. Are we uh, stupid? <laughs> are we idiots is joe the smartest person as part of this podcast um 
Yeah, I mean, I think he does have the most title reigns. So, I mean, I think he does. That doesn't count. That's just called luck. <laughs> he does have the longest title reigns. He has like the most title reigns. I feel like that's that sells enough that he might be the smartest of us. Well, hopefully he doesn't listen to that part. I'm maybe I'll cut that actually. Yeah, cut that. Cut this whole conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, Braun and Baron win the Dusty Cup. Uh, we had a crazy cutter from Braun Breaker. We had Braun Breaker blood in this match. Yep. Uh, they started selling the trick kind of gets hurt knee injury here thing to help sell the main event. Um, I did have a Wade Barrett quote from this match. He said, oh, good. if I was going to have a dog, it would be a wolf dog. <laughs> it's just so funny to hear it in his, ac- in his British accent. Oh, I um, love Wade Barrett. I think the biggest thing to talk about, you know, if you were watching this pay-per-view live or PLE live, like the biggest thing to talk about is the ending of the match where breaker goes for a spear and, trick yeah trick dodges it and mellow catches it and then like mellow i think trick takes another move to get pinned right and i know i think that spear was it or he might take an end of days i think trick was legal from what i remember either way like mellow got pinned oh maybe it was maybe that was oh yeah like trick like fell out of the ring and he was he was still kind of like alive at that point like it looked from the camera angle, it looked like he, there was a possibility that he could get in the ring and break up the pin, and he just didn't. It, it was for it was it was definitely like if you were watching it from that angle, especially from for me who watched it like I think the next day or two days later, knowing what happens later in the show, like I was looking for those kinds of things. Uh, yeah, and that that was kind of what I noticed. But uh, this got two and a half beers. Good uh, match, good opener. Love Dusty Cup. And then we got another uh, really good Dijak match. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this match. I enjoyed everything Dijak does. He's just good no matter who he faces, including Joe Gacy. Um, Table spots, like, uh, they broke multiple tables. They they used the entire arena. They went through the whole thing. Um, What what did they... Was this... um, What was the actual stipulation because like it, it was no it was basically no dq but like they called it something kind of like how they always have no dq matches but it's like called something else was it like street fight or no holds barred or whatever i can't remember i thought it was a no dq match okay maybe it was called that but i i took a note about vic joseph with he had some gimmick infringement on outback steakhouse when he said no rules just right that son of a bitch Dude, and WWE is about to get sued by Outback Steakhouse. You can't do that, dude. Damn, Vic Joseph. They fired the wrong guy. <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> no, they... Kevin Patrick will do great with soccer. He's got the yeah. accent for it. You'll definitely somebody know what he's talking about immediately. Just when you hear his accent, you're like, oh, he's Irish. He definitely knows soccer this better than we do. Soccer. This guy grew up with soccer. The guy definitely knows what he's talking about. <laughs> trust him. <laughs> He, he actually knows soccer. We're watching MLS. When you, he must know more than we do. Yeah, when you hear him talking wrestling, it's like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, Dijak, though. I, I love everything he does. I don't know if there's really going to be a push for him. And then there's uh, internet rumors that his contract's coming up soon. Um, well, wait, what do you, um, I'll ask this question because we had talked about who's going to face Ilya. Do we kind of know where that's going? And You can save it. You can they're save selling it like it's Carmelo. That's but stupid. we have a, um, faced him twice, hasn't he? 
Yeah, they're selling it like Carmelo and Ilya are going to go at it. But what I think is going to honestly happen is Triple Ilya, Ilya before somewhere before the stand and deliver, we get Ilya and Dragunov again, and that's when Trick Williams comes back. That's that's what I I think is going to happen. Is that something happens before hand? Um, so they will do uh, Ilya and Mello three. Yeah, and- they're both like going after each other. Like they're both Frick. like posting about it. They're both talking about it on the show. Dragonoff like our Diger tried to get at Dragonoff, but then like they had a match on NXT two weeks ago, and Gacy got involved. So I think Gacy and Dijak are not done yet, and I think Dijak or Dragonoff and Mello is going to have some kind of thing before it goes to Sand Deliver. Okay, the possibility of a triple threat match. I don't want the triple threat match though, because I feel like if they go the two singles matches with Dijak versus Ilya. Or any, yeah, someone against Ilya, and then we do the unsanctioned match between like, yeah, you have Mello and do, Trick. You have to do Trick and Mello singles match. You can't do that. You can't do the triple threat, Trick, Mello, Ilya, and just have Ilya win. Because at that point, Ilya would have to win. Yeah. No, if Ilya goes into stand deliver against anybody that's not Mello and uh, Trick, I could see him losing so he can move up. Yeah. What I could not see is if it's a triple threat, him losing to either one of the other two, because they have to settle their own shit. They have to settle their thing, and it doesn't need to be for the title. It should not be for the title. It should not be. Uh, what about Dijak Go- Joe Gacy? I have a comment that says, or a note that says, toys on the table. I remember seeing that bump. That was kind of gross. Oh, yeah. He, like, didn't get enough air to, like, fully hit the table, so he kind of hit it with, like, his elbow and his, like, arm. Yeah. And that that looked rough. Boy, Tiffy looks great. You say so. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh yeah, Dijak got his eyes taped shut. Oh, the tape spots. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of crazy. The tape spots. Was there wasn't there also tax in this match? I don't remember. Maybe I'm thinking of the toys on the thing. Yeah, there was like a sack of toys that they put on the table. And they, they were like talking about like it's like falling on stepping on a Lego. Those things hurt. It's like everyone talks about stepping on a Lego, but like how many times in your life have you stepped on a Lego? Like Probably about does, two or three. Why does everyone know how bad it hurts to step on a Lego? They're, they're, like, what are the odds everyone stepped on a Lego like that? Like, I've definitely done it. I can't remember ever stepping on a Lego. They're like small, but then they're like sharp. They're not sharp. They're like pokey on the edges. So if like you catch it just right. You'll get like stabbed oh, with an uncomfortable object that's small enough that you wouldn't have noticed it initially. Yeah, I agree. But like stepping on anything hurts. It's not like carpet or floor or grass. Stepping on anything hurts. Dylan free. <laughs> Walking, <I'm>, it hurts. <laughs> Walking hurts when you're this fat and ugly. You know what I'm enjoying about the SmackDown right now? They keep putting the WWE 2K24 ratings in the bottom corner of what they're going to be rated at when they go into the new game and they have Tiffany rated five points higher than Zelina Vega. Well, then she should win. I mean, she's going to win. Yeah. But like, is that a little bit of foreshadowing? I mean, I, we all kind of assumed Tiffany was going to win this match. Right. But if you've got a one-on-one match that you are like, Oh man, this could be 50, 50. And then they show the ratings and the person with the higher rating wins. Boy, what happens there? I mean, WWE just going to be like, giving away the results of their matches before it actually happens who dis oh okay i'll wait for you to get to that part 
Um, Dijak wins. I uh, got three beers. And then we had um, Out the Mud versus The Family. This was a six-person mixed tag team match, right? Yeah, that I, I struggled to care about. Like, I didn't really... My, my first note says I've never cared about anything less than this. <laughs> it wasn't a great six-person tag mixed tag match. Out the Mud's not good, right? Out the Mud is really green still. They're um, wrong. They're, no, they're not going to be on Raw anytime soon. Uh, Jada <laughs> Parker and Andrea Rizzo have had like one match each prior to this and are very, very new. Um, there were some spots in the match, so like, like top rope stuff that was cool, but like overall, not a great match. Definitely the low point of this card. Um, mm. I have zero. This is the only match I didn't write a single note on. My My only note is that I didn't care about it and that the family wins, but I still love stacks. Yeah. You love stacks stacks loss on Wednesday though. I'm sorry. That's my guy. Stacks got my pinned. Dude. That's my dude. I don't care. He got hit with the I, end of days and then the spear. He got a, he had my, a rough day. He's, he's my ride or die ever since that match with Tony D and stacks was accompanying him against Dijak with the little, like, I don't know. They had, there was like some cage, like shark cage thing. And Stax just put his life on the line to help Tony D win. Stax has been my boy. Love me some Stax. Also, yeah, what... Odyssey Jones being like moved up to the main roster and just like never showing never up. Showing up. <laughs> doesn't can't help be your favorite anymore. Doesn't help his case at all. Yeah, it can't be my favorite if you're just never on TV. Um, uh, but yeah, we got two beers for that match. Two beers. And then we had the women's title match: Lyra Valkyria versus Roxanne Perez versus Lola Vice, which happened on the show. So it started out really good. Actually, I was really enjoying this match. Um, and then a Pop Rocks happened, and you thought, I thought we actually had a possibility this was a title change. And then um, as she hits the Pop Rocks, you have Lola Vice start running down to the ring and cashes in her breakout tournament uh, contract like it's of money in the bank, which I, I hadn't seen it the same way. I thought yeah, you got uh, to pick you, when your match was, but I guess because they hadn't really used it like a money in the bank in the past. They kind of hadn't used it more like a you get a match scheduled when you pick it, it. Using it in this way and not not doing it like normal money in the bank where you cash in after the match is over <laughs> makes it a good thing because these are these are breakout superstars. They're not ready for the main title ever. Even Mello wasn't. Uh, like... They they should not be it shouldn't be like they can do money in the bank rules if they want, but like I I I will say eventually they are gonna do that and that champion's gonna suck. Yeah. I mean I think Lola Vice had a good show. I mean, this match really did pick up when she showed up and added the third person to this match. And I at it that point up. business picked up for sure. It was it was really good after that point. Um Lyra Valkyria wins after uh we which I thought was insane because like after Lola Vice cashed in, like Lyra Valkyria didn't even need to be pinned or submitted to lose her. <laughs> Jesus I could, Christ. I could tell by the look on your face. You were like, Oh, where's he going with this? <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? Why did you think Lyra Valkyria was going to lose this match? I have to say it when I take the note, every time there's a triple threat, I take or at multi-person, I take the note. Yeah. God damn it, I love it. Oh, Tatum Paxley screwed over. Rocks. Yeah, Tatum Paxley shows up, and then over the last two weeks since this pay per view, 
uh, Lyra Valkyrie has kind of come out um, to the ring when Tatum Paxley has matches and like has been coaching her. So definitely getting some weird vibe here where I think Lyra Valkyrie is kind of coming Heel. around on Tatum Paxley here. Maybe they can invigorate some life into like a tag team division on NXT women's division, but um, not that I'm or, world champ though. No, I think at some point this is going to turn um, and it will cost Lyra the championship and then we'll get a Lyra versus Tatum Paxley rivalry before Lyra moves up to the main card. Um, yeah, uh, it got two. it got two and a quarter beers. Yep. Uh, then we had the uh, North American championship match. I was like so ready. I like when I was doing when I was watching this, I was like, fuck, yeah, dude. Main events getting so much time. I completely forgot about this match um obafemi versus uh dragon lee this is my first experience uh of an obafemi match i haven't watched still green still very raw yeah but the strength and the talent is definitely there i don't know if you saw him throwing dragon lee around that ring but i said i took a note during this match i said Next time we hopefully see Omas will be in next year's Royal Rumbles in a stare down with Obafemi. <laughs> oh yeah. I could see them doing some shit like that. Like uh Obafemi is uh I don't know in the main title picture or something. Not champ yet, but like by this time next year. And that'll be the next time we see Omas, hopefully. That was that was sort of the point of it. Was hopefully that's the next time we see Omas. Yeah, I could go a whole year without seeing that guy and be okay with it. He'll be at the he'll be at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He'll get to see him. Fuck you, right? Damn it! <laughs> he'll probably win again. He won, right? He won. I thought he, yeah, I thought he won last year's. I don't really know. I know Matt Hardy won one time. <laughs> yeah, Karen Cross didn't he win one? No, I'm thinking of Mojo Rawley. Never mind. Yeah, he won one. Mojo Rawley, Raw Baron Corbin won one. Yes, I know it went to like Cesaro, Big Show, Bob, Bobby one. Lashley, Bobby Lashley won one. That'd be some good trivia. Like, who are the winners of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? <laughs> who are the winners of this useless battle royal that none of us really care about and Ooh. we constantly talk shit about? Oh God! Watch the moonsault. Watch the landing of the moonsault. Well, you were way ahead of me. I'm not even in a position where a moonsault could happen yet. Oh, her tits out too. She's covering up. Oh, it always seems like Tiffany has that problem. Well, I mean, they're just... Oh, knees to the gut. Yeah, that was that looked rough. Oh, they're showing replay, too. Zelina was just too far away. Oh, it didn't look that bad in slow motion. But still, that looked really bad. Um, Tiffy wins. Tiffy's in the Elimination Chamber. Good All because Electra Lopez got involved. Yeah. Uh, so, Women's Chamber, Bianca, Becky, Liv, and Tiffy now. Who else has a match tonight? Shotzi uh, got replaced. It's Naomi versus... Naomi's winning, yeah. Naomi is winning a match against somebody that Shotzi got replaced because Shotzi got hurt in a pre-taped match against Lyra Valkyria for next week's NXT. Ah, I remember seeing the match. Is it Mia Yim, maybe? Uh, No, she already had a match. I remember remember seeing the qualifying matches for tonight and being like, okay, Kevin Owens, Logan Paul uh tiffy and naomi i remember seeing it and being like yep that's it i don't need to watch any of smackdown other than the roman rain segment oh boy oh boy hold on real quick before i keep going i want to see what they say yo i forget the good brothers are in this company until they show up every time seriously they never do anything uh 
what what was said there? Uh, uh, the OC appears to be breaking up. Um, someone, uh, I think it was Gallo said. I think we're forgetting where we came from. And then AJ got in Carl's face, and then Carl was like, "I think you are forgetting where you came from." And AJ's like, "I'm not forgetting where I came from." And then got in his face and smacked him. And then Carl said, uh, "If that was anyone else, we'd be fighting right now." And AJ kind of just huffed at him a bunch, and then walked off. <laughs> Breathing really heavy. But yeah. Um Obafemi. Uh he wins. He beats Dragon Lee. This was um Dragon Lee's way more ready for the main card than Obafemi is. And, Oba, and, on- and Dragon Lee was like running this match. Yeah. It was uh, uh it was a beer and a quarter. Obafemi was obviously gonna retain. We we didn't do predictions for the show, but after watching after watching it, I was like, I would have retained. I would have picked all these matches them. were all easy. Yeah. So I remember you guys calling me a fraud for like, yeah, you were like, we never do them, but only one time have we not done we them and now for NXT and ring of honor, because only for ring of honor. We did NXT up until the last pay-per-view when we were going to do it, but then we forgot about it. Well, maybe we'll start doing NXT again when AEW uh, goes out of business in like, <laughs> in like a year. Uh, okay. Um, And then we have our main event. Wait, I have an Ava rain note what was the thing? oh i have a promo note too we forgot my my ava rain note i think she said something backstage it was like hyping up like what nxt has in the future but my note just says her upper lip doesn't move it just doesn't let next time you see ava rain on tv let's just watch when she talks her upper lip just doesn't move watch out you keep talking shit we'll get we'll get fucking blocked she deleted her twitter <laughs> yeah she did Everyone... the pebble doesn't like people talking bad about the rock yeah, every well that it is kind of bullshit that everyone was like took to Twitter to give her shit about The Rock and Cody in a fucking like honestly scripted storyline. Scripted storylines. Shut yeah. up, people. Yeah, go on her Twitter and talk about how bad she is, not about how bad her dad is. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Talk shit to her about her, not her dad. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um I missed it, but there was a promo about the three faces promo. Did you catch that in there? Oh, yeah. It was like a black screen with like three quotes. It was like, every man has three faces. I saw some people being like, oh, Kazuchika Okada is coming to NXT. (laughs) So it is a Japanese like um, idiom. Uh, And then on Wednesday this week, they gave a different one. It's, It's another Japanese like quote or idiom or like fable like um supposed to teach kids using it i think it's like you know what i mean it's like a yeah. quote but yeah. you teach kids about stuff using it and it um but it's like a sure thing that he's going to AEW, right yeah i'm not i don't think it's a kuzuchi okada but okay. i do think it's somebody from new japan i don't know who else it could be if whoever it is it's hamatanga oh maybe not small time I forgot. Or maybe it's a maybe it's a small time guy they bring in, but like it's gotta be something Japanese because both people on the internet were like it's Uncle Howdy, but like it's two times they've used a Japanese quote. So it's gotta be someone coming from New Japan or like a or, who is a Japanese wrestler. It doesn't have to be, but like it probably is. Like people need to stop speculating about Bo Dallas, Uncle Howdy getting into getting back into wrestling. It's it's been like a few months. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't think been... it could even remotely be Uncle Howdy. They only think that because it's like scratchy letters and a dark background. And has it even been six months? 
since Bray passed? I, I don't know. I don't think it has. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, whatever. Main event. Oh, yeah. Nothing trick. There's so much blood. So Trick bled in the tag match earlier from the mouth, and that immediately got opened back up. Elia bled a lot. That was on, like, I think a botched kick almost. I think he kicked him, like, square in the face. Um, But, yeah, blood early and often. There was lots of blood. I think Elia bled from, like, three different places of his face. Like, his nose was bleeding, and, like, his eye was bleeding. Like, Ilya Dragunov just bleeds. It's a guarantee. If he's going to wrestle a big match, he's bleeding. And he's bleeding a lot. It's some NXT guys on SmackDown tonight. Why do you do this? Why do you, I, why do you... they're, they're not important people. They're going to get squashed by the AOP. Javier Bernal and somebody. Oh, Javier Bernal has been in NXT for, like, six years, it feels like. Right, but, like, he's... I've never even seen this other guy. Bo Morris? Yeah, I feel like they just got a big dude just so that they could play up how strong AOP is. Um, but yeah, this this match was awesome. I I already knew what was going down, who won, what happened after everything. And I also had your text of like, dude, main event, like first match and main event were incredible. You guys got to watch this. It, it lived up to the hype. It, like, it was... Um, I've talked about multiple times, like watching a match, knowing what happens really downplays the excitement level. Uh, it, that did not happen for me on this match. This was so good. I didn't think trick looked great during the match. He still needs to be in NXT for a little bit. He's yeah. some work to do some. I'm some... glad you thought the same things. I, I, there was moments in the match where like the moves just weren't hitting. Like I would have hoped that someone for the going to the main card. I mean, the, is... the way that the, the reason Ilya bled at least the first time was because he caught him like square in the mouth or on the face or something, wherever he bled from first, like he kicked him when he was, he kicked him right in the face when he wasn't really supposed to. Yeah, it wasn't, it was not the best. Um, but we did we get the um the end of show logo before the turn? Yes, we did. They did it again. Shawn Michaels taken from the Triple H playbook. Right. And... But this time, like everyone saw this coming, right? You saw this coming from a mile. Yeah, no, away. yeah. Yeah, That's it was thing. obvious. Like the Johnny, the the reason the DIY one worked so well is because like there were there were inklings of like that happening eventually but no one knew it was going to happen when it happened like this this was so forecasted i felt like it it was very obvious but it still yeah. didn't like, take away from it 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 was um i i still think like they they still do the end of show graphic surprise thing like this cm punk at survivor series yeah like that might that, that one in the DIY one are obviously head and shoulders above every other one they've ever done. But yeah, I mean it was a really good match. Ilya retains, but Trick definitely still has some work to do in the ring, I think. At least from a viewer's viewer's perspective. Yeah, no, I uh I thought the match was really good, even though Trick, like you said, had some spots, definitely needs to continue to to work on it, but he's definitely getting there. Ilya definitely knows how to control any match and show up and have a four-star, five-star match every time. Yet again, Metzler gave this 
four stars. So Dragunov just doesn't have bad matches. Yeah. Like every match fucking Dragunov is in is guaranteed a minimum of four stars, it feels like. I will and, say I think I think the thing that saved this one for me was the hot crowd for Trick. Like oh yeah, the crowd was super over. And when he starts like his second half of the match run and they'll really really start building, start hitting all those finishers. Out, after he kicks out of like the second H bomb. Yeah. It was on. <laughs> yeah, the crowd every second of it was standing up like into him. I think that's the key to like n- like uh the thing I just talked about, like knowing the result of a match and it like not being as exciting because I know the result. A hot crowd I'm a slut for crowds. We all know this. Like yep. a hot crowd and a very, very over wrestler will fix that. Um, but yeah, very good. 4.75 beers, 15.75 total for NXT uh, Valentine's Day. Vengeance Day? Yeah, that's what I said. I think that's what you meant. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, let's get into the weekly wrestling recap. Mm, we have last week's SmackDown. There were some things that happened before that. I'll I'll give the floor to you. I didn't watch any wrestling last week except for last week's SmackDown. So if you want to talk about anything that happened before the press conference, whether that be AEW, WWE, NXT, the floor is yours. TNA. Yeah, I'll get my my TNA notes for the last couple of weeks out of the way early. There's not a ton of them just trying to build up. There's a no surrender happening a week from today. Next okay. Friday, no surrender. Um, that card is uh sh- completely shaped up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, you got Moose defending in a rematch against Alex Shelley for the TNA World Championship. That's a no surrender match. What's 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 that mean? Is I don't that know. I, does that mean I quit? I don't know. No surrender. Maybe, maybe it's like a last man standing thing. Sounds cool. I'm interested. Okay. Um. ABC versus uh, Grizzle Young Veterans is their three of three match. Will be at No Surrender. They've had two matches so far. They've split them, as you would expect. What? So they'll have the, they'll have their That's the the, three. Went yeah. one one one. Um, last week on uh, TNA, Simon Gotch showed up and attacked okay. Josh Alexander. And uh, what did they in English do? <laughs> well, <laughs> Tom Phillips goes, hey, uh, Matt, you know who that is?" And he says, "Yes, Tom." I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love when they do shit like that. Simon Gotch and Josh Alexander have a match. Um, Jordan Grace defends against Giselle Shaw. Chris Sabin is defending the X Division title against the debuting Mustafa Ali. Oh. Which is going to be a fucking banger. Obviously, the show Steeler. What's uh, is Ziggler doing anything? Uh, no, I think they're going to keep building his stuff with Steve Macklin to the next show. Okay. They have a show in their next pay-per-view, not like TNA plus PLE. Um, their next pay-per-view is Rebellion, and it's April. I think they're going to build Ziggler and that? that's Macklin. Usually, that's usually what? A couple weeks after Mania? Yeah. That's when it's scheduled right now. It's like two weeks after Mania. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's everything TNA's got going on. All that's been building. And that No Surrender show one week today, I'll have... Uh, I'll have comments in a couple weeks, but it should be a good show. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, after you said after SmackDown, which we watched on the last podcast, 
Yeah, between um, that SmackDown and last week's SmackDown, because I watched last week's SmackDown. All right, so the collision following roasted the rock. Uh, dude, have you read the stuff on CMLL and AEW? So, like, yeah. all these shows have CMLL stuff on them, and I read all this crazy news about CMLL and AEW's contract today. So, any show that a CMLL star is on, no other Mexican wrestlers allegedly can show up on, which a lot, like, for example, the Lucha Bros cannot show up on a show that a CMLL star is on, which the AEW Mexican wrestlers are very upset about, obviously. Because yeah, like, work for this con- company. when they had their contract with Triple A, that was not a thing. And they're very upset with Tony Khan. It basically like a lot of stuff has came out today. Oh, sorry. SmackDown. Somebody just popped up on the camera. Uh chat will see that here shortly. Um <laughs> someone we've talked about on this show. Oh, Jay Cargill's here. Ron <laughs> Breaker's here. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But um shit what was i gonna say oh like all this stuff came out i feel like today because i've been checking twitter a lot this week because like i've been like man i feel like i missed a ton of news being at the bachelor party and everything I feel like i didn't really miss much and then this stuff comes out today where it's like the entire locker room's like upset with tony khan because tony khan like there's the cml stuff that i just talked about and also like Tony Khan's like upbeat, like the comp, like he's all like the company's fine, even though everyone can very much tell that like attendance is down. Like, there's yeah, have you seen story- the stats on this thing? There's no storylines. Go ahead. They they showed some stats today that said in 2021, at like the, their big peak right after they got started and like got into pay per views and were really going, they were averaging 5,000 people per show. They're averaging less than 3,000 per live show now. Uh, Pay-per-views uh, buy rate has dropped 15% since the 2021 or uh, what was the other major one they talked about uh, local attendance, pay-per-view buy rate. And then uh, their ratings have dropped, even though they're still number one on Wednesday cable, they're not averaging over a million viewers per show anymore, which they were. And fucking discovery plus as a show about Mike, like uh, I don't want to use the wrong word here. Micro wrestlers. Oh, um, that, that's, that that's has correct. more viewers a week than AEW Dynamite has, which is crazy because it's like a documentary about. Well, I think I don't know. I don't think midget's the right word. I think that's a bad word no, now. It's micro wrestling. Midget midget is a bad word. Bad. Okay, word. dwarf is the right word. What's the word we're supposed to use? No, you're supposed to use micro wrestling. I think that's. I, I meant for those kind of for those people. I want to call in the right word, but I don't know what the right word is. Little but... people, not the thing. I remember, like, we're very un- uninformed here. Apologies to anyone listening uh, that's upset about this conversation, but I we legitimately don't know. I remember that, obviously, obviously, well, let's just call it the M word. Um, Can't use that anymore. I knew, I've known that for a long time. But then there was the whole conversation about calling them little people. And I feel like there was some some sort of thing that came out that like you're not supposed to call them that anymore either because they're people. I feel like I, I think something came out where it's like little people is also demeaning because it makes them seem like less than people, which I can I can see that argument, but I don't know. I, I maybe dwarf. I, I really don't know. 
Are you? I, I oh, hope you're asking Jeeves. I am asking Jeeves. I'm not. I apologize to any anyone that's um, offended up to this point. But we're gonna we're writing ourselves. Little person and dwarf seem to be the answers that are okay. showing up on the internet. But I don't want to just assume those are right. Um, but it is called dwarfism, which is like the medical condition for it. So then it's got to be dwarf. But the point is. Um, that show, that documentary about micro wrestling is getting double the amount of viewers per week as Dynamite is. Which, honestly, I, I think is awesome. Which is crazy. Um, but that's just like all the stats I saw. It was one post I saw on Twitter that kept getting passed around. Of I all the things that. Um, that are they're struggling with in AEW right now, which goes right along with like AEW. Tony Khan's making these deals where his own wrestlers can't show up to his own showing because he's trying to bring in cml wrestlers that honestly i'm watching the shows and i'm not really finding the value nobody, in it because nobody knows any of these people yeah and only a few of them really are giving me like oh man i should care about this storyline vibes like mystico who used to be sincara like maybe the only one that i'm like oh man it's cool like this is cool like everything else is just like i don't know who this person is there's no storyline the bcc just wants to beat him up and I'm getting this instead of seeing like a build of a storyline with people that actually work for this company. Yeah. It's Tony. Like here's the thing. AEW is very much not like WCW where they're both, they're both on the same trajectory. I mean, as far as like, you know, on their downturn, but WCW was ruined by its own wrestlers having creative control, which AEW a quote unquote fixed a few years ago when you know Cody the Bucks and Kenny got stripped of their creative control basically or they gave it up or whatever the fuck happened. And Tony Khan is the one that's absolutely fucking ruining his own company. Yeah, and, and he didn't let me have that sign at collision a month ago. So fuck that guy. It's honestly <laughs> funny because like I fucking hate the dude. Like I want AEW to succeed because I want to have the other brands that can help each other build the business. I am afraid if they go away that WWE will stop being good or as good as it is because it's on fucking fire. Yeah. Worry about the product without a significant competitor. Yeah. It's like the same thing that like once WCW got bought, like once the attitude era was over, nobody, a lot of bad in there. Nobody was watching wrestling anymore. There was a lot of bad in there. Well, I will agree. Like oh three to like twenty twenty, a lot of bad. Yeah, I would say to twenty twenty one until they brought fans back. Oh I yeah, I forgot that. about you. Forget yeah. about Thunderdome, Chad. I I do try and forget about the Thunderdome. Um, other things from that week. Uh, they built. They just keep building. Uh, Daniel Garcia. We'll talk about that on this week's AEW. But like Daniel Garcia is going to win the TNT title, I feel like. Oh, you think so? I mean, I, I think uh, after watching this week's Dynamite, obviously they're going towards a triple threat, it seems like, at Revolution, which is, I mean, a, probably a good thing that we're not getting another Edge and Christian singles match, but... I don't know. I, I would be, I would like it better if it was like Daniel Garcia with Edge by his side yeah. versus Christian with the Patriarchy by his side. So Edge is like the special enforcer that helps Daniel Garcia like overcome it. And then we can finish out the Edge and Christian thing at the next 
like big show, you know? Or nothing. Well, it's a Dylan. <laughs> um, that's about all I have from those. Um, from that raw that week, uh, you had the Gunther 600 day celebration. Jay Uso is the number one contender. Um, the bull rope match between Cody and Shinsuke happened. Was uh, that really good? It was good. I wouldn't say it was like really good. Okay. I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say it, it was like, seemed a... like, it seemed like that bull rope match. Like it just came out of nowhere. Like, Oh, we're having a bull. It rope. did. They like showed a, they showed like a backstage thing from a live event that like built it. But like, if you hadn't followed social media the days before, you would have found out that happened and was happening on the day of the show. That's kind of how I felt when I when I looked at Twitter the next day. I was like, "What the fuck, <laughs> bull rope match?" Yeah, I don't fucking know where. Um, yep, that's all I got for that. Um, AEW. Uh, that's the day that Sting and Darby won the tag titles. Was the day before the WrestleMania kickoff show. Um. So Sting and Darby won the tag titles over um, Big Bill and Ricky Starks. And then they get destroyed by Matthew and Nicholas Jackson because we're not allowed to call them the Young Bucks anymore. No, this, they're, you have to call them by their passport names. They're called the Young Bucks. Their birth names, yeah. Um, and then and also that was the day that Swerve and Hangman had the 30 minute time limit draw that set up the revolution triple threat match. Um, they just showed the overall ratings between for Miz and Logan Paul. Is it like a significant difference? Yeah. Is the Miz is bad? It's not bad. It's Logan Paul's is ridiculous. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> a 90? The dudes had like 10 matches. I Maybe mean, not even. He's really good, though. He is really good, but he's like, really good. I don't know if he's 90 good. Is this his first SmackDown match? No. Are you sure? Yeah, he had matches with like when the when the KO rivalry was happening. I thought he had matches on. I don't think he did. But yeah, that uh, we're we're really building Revolution early, which which is nice. Uh, they are they are weeks out. I have most of a card. They're doing a decent job with this build, uh, like better than what they've done before. Which I I will say I'm enjoying. I mean, and then they uh they announced the, the big business show after after um what we call it which is happening after revolutions so i think that you're going to get those big debuts that aren't happening at revolution you don't, think, you don't think it's just mercedes yeah i think mercedes and okada might be big business i mean but definitely I, mercedes because it's in boston but i don't yeah. know maybe they just announced okada signed that day and they don't he doesn't actually show up yet but I don't know. I think they might do Okada Revolution. I mean, it won't be shocking. It's just like every other recent AEW one. I don't think we've been shocked by one since like Adam Cole, Cole and Brian Danielson showed up the same day. But Danielson, we all saw coming. The Cole one is the one we never like. Cole is the one that no, we all assumed it was going to happen, but we didn't expect it to happen. We didn't expect it that night. That was when the whole like, uh, oh yeah, by the way, NXT has thirty day no competes. Um, Logan breaking news. Logan Paul is uh rounds out the elimination chamber match. Shocker. You know, you said that like right after the three count had happened. So you keep doing this. We you you already knew he was gonna win, so shut up. Um also I thought it it had been like I felt like so long. I was like, okay, he probably knows by now. <laughs> I had just seen the three count when you said that. 
Um, keeping going, we got SmackDown from last week. We're doing SmackDown for this week right now. We talked about the Elimination Chamber stuff already. Uh, DIY loses to Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate, who get a match at Elimination Chamber. That was kind of cool. It, that's like the most Triple H booked match I've ever seen in my life, though. DIY versus uh, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is the most uh, Triple H booked thing I've ever seen. Well, and that that wait that match that match happened on Raw this week. It was last week SmackDown the DIY, or no? No, that that was on SmackDown that DIY lost to Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate, and they set the elimination chamber on Raw. DIY came and saved our truth. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm thinking I I could just I, all I kept thinking about was the our truth DIY DX thing. <laughs> any? Do you have any? Did you hear what was just said between Jade Cargill and those girls? No, I think I'm going to rewind, though. I think I'm interested enough in this that I want to hear it. It's only like 45 seconds. Um, the only thing I have from SmackDown last week that I want to kind of talk about is the Bailey promo and where Dakota Kai lies. Is yeah. she... Is this, a, is this a ruse? Or do you think this I is real? I think it's real. You think Dakota Kai goes with Bailey's side and goes face, and then Damage Control stays with the three Japanese women? Yeah. I... I just I'm getting this lingering feeling like it's all a ruse. I don't I don't know if I believe it yet, but and I say that just like knowing like also tonight they did a backstage segment I saw where the where damage control that so it was EO, Asuka, and Kyrie backstage, Dakota not in sight. But that that would make sense also, you know, like if if they were trying to get us to think to like the problem is if Dakota is going to turn on Bailey, it would be at Mania. That would suck, though, if Kai turns at Mania and Bailey loses. But I think it would. I don't know. I feel like it's it's kind of a thing so that Bailey can just win at Mania, right? Like it's like Kai be. helps her out. Yeah, like prevents uh, Asuka and Kyrie from getting involved. You know. Yeah that that one makes the most sense. I would like that the best because then I know that Bailey is going to win at Mania. Yeah. You know this is Bailey's first singles match at Mania. Uh, I remember the Fatal Four Way where she lost. She had a tag match last year, tag. three on three with Becky Lynch's team. They did the, the, inaugural, the-, the inaugural women's tag team title match. Yep, she had the Sasha her match. Like she's been in a tag match or a Fatal Four Way, but she's never had a singles match at Mania. I love it. She deserves it. They're trying to get. A- the rumor I heard on the internet is they're trying to get Paramore to come out and play her to the ring. Like she gets the musical entrance because she's gotten like the least booking and like promo stuff so far of like the main picture, like title pictures. So I've heard that they're going to bring up Paramore to bring her to the ring and like get, she gets the band, you know, someone always gets like a, a musical performance or something like that. I get that, but like she doesn't have any words in her theme songs. No, they they're gonna play a Paramore song for her to come out to the ring. Apparently, she did it a couple of years ago. She came out to one pay per view to a different song, and it was a Paramore song back when she was a face. Um, and that with her face turn completing and her like that happening, maybe she gets new theme music at WrestleMania, and that new theme music's a Paramore song comes to the ring with it i need that in my veins so bad right now that'd be sick oh my um, kids would be so jealous though they love paramore 
Yeah, some some quick notes. Uh, Drew qualified over AJ Styles. Bianca qualified over uh, Mia Yim. Uh, and Randy Orton qualified over Sami Zayn. Um, and then the only other thing that I had was a quick little backstage segment that involved um, Nick Aldis, who was trying, who was still trying to sign Braun Breaker, and as Breaker he still is. And still is. And as Breaker was leaving, uh, Heyman walked in. And it looks like Heyman has eyes for Braun Breaker. Bro, putting Heyman on Braun Breaker for when after the bloodline thing's over at Mania, you know, like Roman goes away for a little bit. He comes back for the major shows and he's just Roman by himself at that point. Just, that works. Yeah. Put Heyman with Braun Breaker. Yeah. Bro. Bro. Sign me up. Sign me the fuck up for that. Yes, boy. Um, but yeah, I thought SmackDown's been really good the last few weeks. That was a great show last week. I'm enjoying the week this week. Yeah. Um, uh, Collision Rampage. I didn't watch either. I know that Sammy Guevara had attempted murder on Jeff Hardy. That's from this week's Rampage, not that week's Rampage. Oh yeah. Um, there was nothing I really have of note that doesn't build into stuff we've already talked about. Shocker. Um, Orange Cassidy had a really great match against Tomohiro Ishii. Ishii, I actually really enjoyed it. Like, you put Orange Cassidy on the screen, it's like one of the few things in AEW. I don't even need a story. I just want to watch it. You don't, yeah, he doesn't require a story. And like that Tomohiro Ishii match was awesome. Very entertaining. It was the main event of Collision. But that's like all I have to say about it is like, that's what it was. It was entertaining. But, um, Raw, this past Raw. Oh my God. God damn it. What? I just remembered that next weekend I have to wake up at like five in the morning to watch Elimination Chamber. Yeah, it's like next Saturday morning at 5 a.m., right? Yeah. Like, um, I the know night before like... is fucking <laughs> the night before is fucking no surrender for TNA. And then the next morning at 5 a.m. is Elimination Chamber. I'm kind of excited because of the fact that like I'll be able to get through a decent portion of the show before my kid wakes up. But yeah, it's it's going to be a doozy getting up that early. I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch it live. But my God, it's going to be rough. That's like the weekend I'm transitioning from nights to days again. And I'm just perfect like for you. Yeah, because I'll probably honestly go to bed like in in the early evening on Friday night. And yeah, then just well rested, get a good night's sleep, and then wake up probably right before the show and be like, I've gotten a good 10 hours, man. And yeah, be, fuck you, man. Be great. Uh, 5 a.m. is like the right time. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, Raw this past week. Lashley and Ellie Knight are in. Yep. Um, so uh, here's the one thing on Raw I really want to talk about Seth and Cody. No, uh, that's a promo we should talk about. Here's the one thing I want to talk about it's the Sami Zayn storyline. Ah, yes. He's losing. He loses to Randy Orton on the on the previous SmackDown. Um, he does a promo each day that's like, I know I have still championship material. I know I can still make it to the main event. I still know I can win a world title. And then he loses to Nakamura at the end of the show because of the Drew interference. Now, I would put a ton of money that Drew is winning uh, the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for any of these other guys to do it. You could build any of these guys easily to to be the guy, but Drew is the only one that makes sense, right? But so you then have Drew win it. Seth 
drew three at mania no it has to be there has to be some sort of wrinkle added that's where Sami Zayn overcomes and i think he's going to build into some match between mania between elimination chamber and mania where he gets into the match if he beats drew mcintyre one-on-one in a main event of a raw i just don't know where he gets the opportunity like how he convinces to get the opportunity with the losses easy day he he says the losses are because drew's getting involved he wants one shot at mania he convinces uh, seth to give it to him and seth says if you were able to beat or adam pierce says you're able to beat the number one contender in a one-on-one match then you're in and we do it on a raw like two weeks three weeks before plenty of time to build a a, a storyline to I mania as much as i want to see it it's just like it's so like they're gonna like hopefully they do it and it's just thinking about it now at this point before any of that happens it's like sammy couldn't even qualify for the elimination chamber you know sure yep but he had a hard-fought main event on smackdown against randy orton and then he has a hard-fought main event where he gets fucked out of the win against drew mcintyre right for nothing it was a match for nothing but he should have won i guess i feel like they wouldn't be doing these promos about being a world champion and being in that match if he wasn't going to be in the match yeah that's fair there's too many promos going on and there's no build with anyone else that unless Sammy like fucks Drew out of the ch- uh, the match elimination chamber and they just do Sammy and Drew one on one and someone else on this list gets a fucking match with Seth Rollins, which the only person that's not like booked into a r- storyline already seems to be Randy Orton. And which they swerve I us and put Randy Orton already, as the we've winner. Seen Seth versus Randy at Mania. Granted, Rand- but it was amazing. Yeah, that RKO was awesome. That was the first mania when I got back into wrestling too. That was awesome. Um, been hooked since then. Nine going on nine years now. Um, but like, I don't know. I just I don't really need to see that. I'd rather see Seth face a heel. Uh, I want the triple threat, and I want Sammy winning it. That's yeah. that's that's priority number one. I also want to see Drew get pinned and not. Oh yeah, then yeah. you can build like a. Then you can build like Sammy and Seth for the title at like Backlash, and it makes sense to be a face to face dynamic. And they can just have this like all out like brawl that Damian Priest cashes in at. Boom. So Sammy gets one month. I don't need Sammy to have a long title reign at all. I just want him to to do it and to do it at Mania. Yeah, you're right. Kofi Mania did not need to go on for eight months. It didn't. I needed Kofi Mania for one night, and I was good. Yeah, you're right. I only need Sami Zayn for one night, and I'm going to be good. I'll be happy. And then he claims it. And then... What if Sami gets cashed in on at Mania? That would be... That wouldn't be as cool, because I feel like it would take away from, like, the big moment. But I would love to see Damian Priest walking out as the world title. As the world title? Like, having the world title. You want him to turn into a belt? Having the world title around Damian Priest would be cool as shit. But that would mean, in my opinion, they'd have to like lose the tag titles on night one and he'd have to win the title on night two. So like count me count me interested if on night one of Mania if, if they Judgment Day loses titles. the titles. Yeah. Count me very interested for Damian Priest on night two. Well, I could also see them doing that to peak interest because obviously a lot of smart wrestling fans are gonna think like 
oh shit, he's cashing in tomorrow. Yeah. Even it's on the same night too. Um, um other stuff from Raw, Cody team. Rhodes. Yeah, lit well, live qualified. We had the really yep. fun six man tag to open the show. Um and the R Truth and DX stuff. Oh, the backstage segment where he thought DIY was DX. He called Sean Mike called uh Johnny Gargano Sean Michaels and he called Tommaso Champa Triple X. <laughs> oh. That was hilarious. Everything uh, R Truth does is perfect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we've got to end the raw talk with the Seth Cody thing. Seth is backing Cody on his road to WrestleMania. Um, this makes sense. Uh, the thing that it that popped into my mind, I was because like they're finally like they're obviously finally playing into like they, they almost never talk about how all of Roman's matches end the exact same way up until very recently. Um, Where they're definitely playing into the fact that last year's WrestleMania ended with the Solo Soko interference. My question is, do you think that they are moving towards a stipulation for that match, Cody and Roman? No, I think that's the reason why they're going to go the tag team route on night one is to kind of... How does that keep out the, the Usos? Because like Jay would come and help Cody in the main event on night. Like... You've got Jay and Seth on Cody's side, night two. So got, like, imagine Rock this. Solo you and- got Roman and Rock on night one uh, facing off against Seth and Cody. And like the interference occurs. And then after the match, it like still breaking down. And then like other people come to the aid of Seth and Cody on night one. And so by the time night two rolls around, when they try and make that interference, you have those same people show up and prevent it from happening there's so many people that have been fucked over in this storyline that it's easy to say that randy orton could go out there that jay uso could go out there that la knight could show up all these people that have been fucked over by roman yeah i guess so and they could all get involved in night one to prevent the interference on night two but then also you have rock and roman win on night one to sell us that it's definitely going to happen that they're definitely going to fuck over night two and then it doesn't happen but then that might be seth losing both nights of mania which is a lot he's fine it's fine he's i wouldn't be shocked if he has a triple threat and wins though and then he gets he gets cashed in on by damien i could see that too or cashed in on if seth rollins ever gets cashed in on which i don't think he ever has there was that money in the bank 2016 but i think roman was the champ when you did have all three shield members in there or maybe oh, when it was it was it was Rollins versus Reigns and then oh, Ambrose okay. cashed in. Yeah. After the match, right? Rollins walked in, Reigns won it, Ambrose cashed in. So in one night, you had all three shield members hold the title? I think so. Pretty sure that's how that oh. went down. But I don't think Seth's ever been cashed in on. And if he ever has to get cashed in on, it has to be at Mania during the match. Because that's how he did it. I'd be cool if Damien Priest ran out there and fucking hit his move and then pinned Seth Rollins while like Sammy and Drew were fighting around outside the ring. Yeah. Um, but my question revolving around this, a potential stipulation for the night two main event was like, I just feel like they're talking about it a lot and a lot compared to never, which is how often they used to talk about Roman's matches and how much they were interfered in. I immediately had Hell in a Cell come to mind. But that doesn't prevent interference. But it should. It should, but it doesn't. Right. And it won't. 
but that's like Jay and Jimmy did this already. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I completely get it. That's their way. That that would be like Cody's dumb face way of being like, I know what will prevent them from interfering, even though it won't is them doing a hell in a cell match and then they do get in you know rock jimmy solo whatever the fuck they do get in and that's when you still get the the faces like seth sammy there is an endless list of people that could come out there and help cody out seth sammy kevin uh who else did you mention jay randy Randy, la knight la knight there's so many fucking people that could that could uh I mean I mean Daniel Bryan, Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Finn Balor. He's still Braun, mad about Solo Sokoa Braun cutting Strowman. the rope. Braun Strowman. <laughs> Dude, that's when we're getting the Braun Strowman return is Mania. Got it. Oh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Oh fuck, damn it. <laughs> no. Has he won one? Braun Strowman's won one. I think he has. Right? I think he has. Or maybe he won the greatest Royal Rumble. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. He did win that. The uh, the retconned Royal Rumble. He's got the greatest. He's Braun Strowman's resume is greatest Royal Rumble victory and also tag title victory with an eight year old. Oh yeah, fucking shit. <laughs> that's his. That's his resume. Does he have a mid card title on his resume? I think he's an Intercontinental title winner, but I'm I'm, I'm looking it up right now. The Andre the Giant Battle Royale winners in order: Cesaro. Yep, Big Show, Baron Corbin, Corbin. After Mojo Raleigh, okay, yep, Matt Hardy, okay, Braun Strowman, okay. We skipped a year. Jay Uso, did we miss that one? That was the Silent Rumble when they didn't do one. Um, I think we missed Jay Uso. We didn't say Jay Uso. Madcap Moss missed that one too, and Bobby Lashley. Okay, so Omos did not win one. Amos did not. Okay. Um, and then Braun Strowman's career uh, championship accomplishments. He has won the Universal one time. That was the oh, yeah, duh. He beat, he <laughs> beat fucking that. Goldberg. Yep. Uh, Intercontinental title once. Uh, two-time Raw Tag Team Championships. Once with Nicholas and once with Seth Rollins, which I didn't remember. I forgot about that. He was... A greatest Royal Rumble winner, a men's Money in the Bank winner, and a Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale winner. Won Money in the Bank. Yeah, because he cashed it in on a, ma- a steel cage, Monst- and then- the monster in the bank. Yeah, he cashed in on Roman, didn't he? He cashed in for a match preemptively and got a steel cage match that he may or may not have definitely been the first one out of the ring. Remember, it was controversial. What like they like broke the side of the cage, oh, and Roman like yeah. rolled out, and they said Roman won, but like. It didn't look like Roman won. I've forgotten this entire man, this man's entire career. Basically, I only remembered that he won the greatest Royal Rumble and the Nicholas tag team match. And you just listed off a bunch of shit, dude. I guess the how- highest Braun Strowman's ever been named in the PWI 500. 52. That's way low. Oh, uh, eight. But close. He was number six in 2018. <laughs> what the fuck? Top six in 2018. That's the year he won the men's money in the bank. He had like the the title matches against Roman. Wait, what is Nick Aldis saying on your TV? Is this is this official? The newest member of SmackDown roster is Braun Breaker. It is official. SmackDown. Yep. Braun he, Breaker. Oh, good. He, that means he's not going to face Gunther at Mania. 
He just signed it. He just signed it. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, Baron Corbin back on SmackDown. Baron Corbin back on SmackDown. Holy shit. Uh, okay. NXT. The crowd's going pretty crazy for this. That's good. NXT, Chad. Let's get through oh, that. Oh, top three. Before. I already said number one. Um, get, we have to get through this before the Bloodline segment, which is next. The War Dogs. Uh, the Wolf Dogs are. I keep saying that wrong. The Wolf Dogs are the tag team titles. Number War one. Dogs, great movie. Wolf Dogs, tag team titles. Number one. Uh, number two, this is going to shock you a little bit. Booker T is not on commentary. This is a positive. It's Byron Saxton for two weeks now. Byron Saxton and Vic Joseph is a pretty good combo. I like it. I'm a fan. I'm putting it number two of the best three things on NXT over the last two weeks. Um, oh, Vic. Why'd you have to get me off of the commentary team, Vic? Fuck, man. I love Booker T. No, it's bad. He's just bad. Like it's I know it's he's, like he's laughably fun. bad and it adds laughably bad. But like a good commentary team is missing from NXT for a long time. And Byron Saxon's been doing a pretty good job. The last good NXT commentary team. Was it whoever was with Mara Ronaldo? Was it Mara Ronaldo and um Graves? Corey Graves? Yeah. What, when was uh no when was um Nigel McGinnis on there? Who was with Nigel oh, McGinnis? Nigel Nigel and Morrow. Nigel and Morrow. Nigel was on there with other people too, but I Morrow was. I miss Morrow and Allo. Morrow, Nigel, Corey Graves. These people were all great. Yeah. Uh, number three. I don't really have a lot of great things from NXT the last couple of weeks. Um, so I'm gonna go with an off the wall answer. Uh, I'm gonna go with Robert Stone's kids. Um, oh, Robert Stone's like, kids have been doing like backstage segments with the yeah. Von Wagner and Robert Stone, and they're things. awesome. His kids are cool as shit. Um, the Von Wagner stuff is super stupid. They can't even find a way to beat metaphor. Um, Von Wagner got like, his ass kicked two weeks ago by fucking Noam Dar <laughs> in a two nothing Heritage Cup match where Noam Dar got both pinfalls. So, like, nothing sells the guy like a piece of shit than, like, not even getting a single pinfall in a two out of three falls match, basically. Yeah. Um, But his kids are hilarious. The backstage segments with his kids are A+. plus. Definitely worth watching those backstage segments. But match-wise, the only good match um, that other than the... Oh, War Dog, or the Wolf Dogs winning. I keep doing it. The Wolf <laughs> Dogs winning um, was opening match of last week's NXT, not this past week's. Um, was Idris Anafi and Malik Blade um, against the Wolf Dogs, and they put those guys over major. Blade yeah. and Anafi went They're off good. in that match. They're really good. Um, oh no, sorry, they went against Frazier and Axiom, and the Wolf Dogs sat on the sidelines and watched it. It was Nathan Frazier and Axiom against Idris Anafi and Malik Blade, and that match was like a plus. I mean, both of those teams are good. Anafi and Blade, though, they've been underrated, better and better. Yeah, they're underrated. Good. They're very good. Um, all right, finish it off with dynamite. Yeah, let's do this very quickly. We're uh, we have like a five minute Roman Reigns entrance to go through, so let's do it. Um, Edge and Daniel Garcia was the match I was looking forward to the most here. It was good. And it was good until it ended in a WWE Vince McMahon style booking 
yeah. where the patriarchy came out and attacked both of them. Like we said earlier, who knows where this goes, but this, this is the TNT title picture. Daniel Garcia, yeah. Edge, Christian. Ooh. Ron um, Breaker debut, SmackDown debut next week. The Judgment Day next week. Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. What a tag team. Um, I also thought the opening match with Moxley and FTR Bald was good. FTR Bald, that's Dax Harwood. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that people on Twitter call them FTR Bald and FTR Gun? <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I honestly think it's hilarious. Uh, okay, Roman's entrance is starting um, for me. Uh, really, I'm not tracking like any storylines in AEW other than like what's already been. What posted. we talked about is at the pay per view. Yeah. So, um, like, honestly, I think the so we we're getting the triple threat for the main the main title. I thought the promo this week was kind of like I thought Hangman was not good this week. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I got done with the promo. I, I really didn't think any of the three of them killed it. Uh, Swerve kind of like fucked up the intro of his comments. The crowd, the crowd was so small that you could hear like one guy yell and it made the whole crowd laugh during while while he was talking to Samoa Joe. Like Samoa Joe crushed his part. Yeah, but he's the only one of the three that I thought did well here. Because it's Samoa Joe and he's a fucking pro. But the other two, really mediocre. Is Samoa Joe more than serviceable? I think his promo work is doing well as a champion, but he has had one match. <laughs> he has yeah. had one match. Let's You're not right. forget, title is going to he's going to change the title to someone else after defending it against Hook. Am I crazy? It. Am I crazy for saying I kind of want Samoa Joe to win at Revolution just for utter chaos? Then Swerve doesn't win the belt like we all want him to. I know. I, I really want Swerve to win, but the, then it gives a chance for Swerve and Hangman to have that one last match before really, Swerve wins it again. I really don't want Hangman to win. No, that's the one person of the three that I'm against. And that's um, crazy with how mad I was about Samoa Joe winning it. But I, yeah. I'd be madder if Hangman was the belt holder right now because he's going this like weird heel route right now. I don't want that. It's super weird. Um, is uh, sorry, I'm just trying to speed things along. Is can the, you not pause? I guess I could. Well, I mean, he's still making his entrance. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm going too fast. Is are the EVP Young Bucks the best thing going in AEW right now? No, I don't like it. You Dude, I like the main event as the best part of the show. Do you think so? Orange Cassidy versus the Undisputed oh. Kingdom is my favorite thing on AEW right now. Okay, yeah, I get that. Because Orange Cassidy and Matt Taven had a fucking awesome main event. And I'm actually very excited for this Roddy versus Orange Cassidy match, but I'm that's gonna I'm picking Roddy. Well, that's going to steal. Oh, absolutely. That's going to steal the show. 100%. Did I, I? I don't know. I didn't watch AEW last week. I haven't really been paying a whole lot of attention to it because it sucks so much. But did this main event really warrant a fucking death match? No, it came out of nowhere to to be a death match. Would this match make sense to be a match? Yes, because it's like the heel faction of Undisputed Kingdom against Orange Cassidy. But does it make sense at all for this to have been a death match? No. But am I cool with it? Yes, because it was awesome. Yeah, but Joe probably wasn't. Well, there wasn't anything that crazy on this card. No, there wasn't. It was just a regular hardcore match. Yeah. Um, I personally really like the Young Bucks character. I'm not a fan. Uh, I like. I the haven't character. gotten over any yet. I their music sucks. Oh, the music suck. Terrible. Music's terrible. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we we did get an announcement for a match this week. Osprey versus Take a Shitta. 
which makes no fucking sense. They're in the same faction. That's just putting star power on your card. That's finding some way to put star power on your card without building a story. That's stupid Tony Khan booking. Yeah. That's dumb as shit. Tony Khan booking. We'll be a family afterwards. Okay, man. Whatever. Osprey will go off on his own with Fletcher and uh, Davis. Yeah, whenever he comes back. Is Fletcher still the pure champion? I thought he was a TV champion. Or TV, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't followed. He won it at the last pay-per-view, but I haven't followed Ring of Honor to know. All right, I refuse. I'm, I'm pausing SmackDown. Uh, the bloodline's in the ring. Somebody's about to talk. I'm paused. Uh, so we can finish out. I don't really have anything else, though, for Dynamite. It it was It was an all right show, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the biggest thing coming out of Wednesday was like the buck, like was the Bucks thing, and the fact that they were still wearing the bloody jackets. Yeah, which is just, I don't know. I don't. There's nothing they're doing. I'm enjoying. Do you think that match is going to main event the show? It's Sting's last match. Yes, I do. Yeah, so do I. Sting's last match will be the final match of that card, and it will be Young Bucks winning. Has to be. Yeah. They can't retire with the belts. Sucks for Swerve, I would say. Or Swerve doesn't win because it's not the main event. No, because he's a heel. Um, well, he's a heel that gets the shit cheered out of him, I guess. The crowd pop would be bigger for that, I feel like, than it would be for the Young Bucks beating Sting oh, in the final sure. match. For so sure. why would you put that that way? Maybe you put Sting in his regular spot, second to last. <laughs> or he swerves us and opens the show like he did last time. Oh, yeah, because he got to go to bed early. Yeah, he's old and he's retiring. So old. <laughs> we got to retire him to his he's bed. Like, he's like nine. almost he's almost as old as you. The fuck are you? He's like <laughs> twice plus older than me. I had to get he's... one. It's it's tough. It's tough to like fuck with you when Joe's not here. How old is Big Show? Big Show. Is... Big Show. Wait, let me guess. I'm going to guess 54. Close 52. Damn it. Um, Sting is more than twice my age. He's like 65 or 66, isn't he? 64. Yeah, he's really old. He's he's um he turned 65 this year. Like the crazy thing is like when you look back at like the early 2000s when like Flair and Hogan were still wrestling for WWE, like 2002 three ish time frame, is like they were younger than Sting is now. Which I always thought when I was watching, like, or like Ric Flair and his quote unquote retirement match in 08, younger than Sting is now. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure. Like, I think Flair was like still in his 50s or something. Like, Hogan, Hogan in WCW was like still in his 40s and the dude was just bald. I'm pretty sure. I could be totally wrong on that, but like, they weren't as old as they looked, if you catch my drift. Like, which I just I just thought was wild. You did you pause SmackDown? I did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Should we watch it and then talk about it? Well, just watch the end of SmackDown. That was something. It was something. It was uh, a massive amount of rock heat, and the heel turn I feel like is complete as he joins the Bloodline. Yeah, I mean. There was even like some cheap heat in there, like talking about Michael Jordan and the jazz and and whatnot. Like, 
I will say the zingers about Salt Lake City and uh, the the sign Mormon reigns like that. That was probably like the, <laughs> the two highlights there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the bloodline came out minus rock. Roman said like three words and then the rock came out and just solidified the heel and the fact that he's with the bloodline now. He's going to do everything in his power to make sure Cody Rhodes walks out of Mania a loser. So now we are going to come to Monday Night Raw where Cody gets to respond. Um, and then, yeah, I think so. I had said earlier in the show, like, we should find something out tonight. We didn't find shit out. I told you I didn't think it would be. I thought I think they're going to wait till Elimination Chamber. I think that Cody Roman, Cody and Rollins segment during Elimination Chamber is going to be the, the event where they challenge the bloodline to a match on night one. Yeah. Which my only negative on this thing, this whole match, and I, I'm all for it and I'm excited for it because I want to see The Rock in the match and I want to see that. Roman um, is that would take it would, both main events. Yeah, that takes away a main event from the women again. That takes Rhea and... Becky's main event away because you can't end the show without with with the Rock not being the final match. Like, yeah, but I think they get it. It just sucks. Rhea twice in a row should have been the main event and didn't get it. Yeah, like that. It sucks for them, but like you know, they'll get theirs, especially after this year when Roman is not the champ. <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't have to be him every year. I mean, what is this? 40, 39, 38, 37. Silent Mania was the last time he did not main event. Yeah, there was no Roman at Silent Mania. 35. Did he even have a match? Was that, was that when he faced Drew? I don't know. I, I get these things all fucking confused. So 31 was against Brock and, and Seth main event. 32, Triple H main event. 33, Taker main event. 34, Brock main event. 35, I think, was Drew. 36, he wasn't there. 37 was Edge and Brian main event. 38, Brock main event. 39, Cody main event. And now this year. I definitely don't don't have those mixed up. The only one I'm um, on Five is hours ago, uh, WWE rumor from Bleacher Report says that it's The Rock's personal decision as management to determine heel and give the main event back to Cody. The tag team oh, match yeah. is scheduled. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, the tag team match is scheduled? No, like backstage it's scheduled. Like Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that makes sense. I mean, it's what they should do. I I um, don't I think is the 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 whole thing that we just watched with the rock saying they, that they're just getting started. Like after Mania, he's gone. So <laughs> I guess it kind of makes sense that he he'll leave. Roman'll go away for a really long time, probably till like SummerSlam. So, and that leaving Heyman with some some like needing something to do i.e Braun breaker but the roman rock match still has to happen i would assume it'll be next year or like some time between now and next year yeah but definitely after mania yeah i don't know i think this is the best route they could have gone after two weeks ago smackdown tonight i'm pretty happy with everything honestly yeah we were very upset last time we were recording the show but I would say we now, now it's very happy for at least the two the two of us. I, I would assume Joe's happy as well, but I'm I'm very happy with 
the the potential that this mania has. It's going to be fucking insane. Yeah. We're going to be there live for it. Um so next week um do so I remember you guys saying last time we recorded um do we want to do elimination chamber predictions? Uh I don't think I'm going to be there cuz I think y'all are going to do Thursday and I'm not going to be able to make it on Thursday. Okay. So um talk to joe about it but we're definitely not going to do a retro especially since you're not going to be here so maybe joe and i will do a full recap of the bachelor party weekend next weekend i only just recap the waste management day just to kind of talk about what kind of bullshit that was um still had fun i i I do want to stress that i still had a lot of fun and if anyone's ever thinking about going i would definitely go uh just don't be fat and slow like me (laughs) and stay left um yeah so next week uh I guess it'll be Joe and I, no Chad, and we'll decide whether or not we're going to do Elimination Chamber predictions or not, but uh, let's go ahead and say that we, for now, that we will, and if we're not, you'll find out when you listen to this next week. As always, you can follow us on social media at DDT WrestlePod, even the drunk dudes dealing with Chad, catch you on down the road. thinking